Hey, this is Sam Duke. And this is Tell McHale. And I'm Joe Duke. We are here to check on you. You good, bruh? This is a safe space for men to express their emotions. We are here to bring a new and different definition of manhood, one topic at a time. We want to help create a new generation of men that are emotionally aware in order to improve these relationships. I know I'm trying to get good. I know I'm trying to get good. What about you? You You good, good, bruh? Hey, yo, it's your boy, Sam Duke. Hey, it's your boy, Sam McHale. And welcome to another episode of You Good, Good Bruh. Today we got, uh, I mean, it's not, it's, it's no, it's no secret, you know, COVID-19 is, is, is real out here in these streets. It's been, it's been basically the topic of conversation for the past, you know, almost two months at this point. And, you know, I think at first we, we, we played around, you know, because it was, it was, a uh, it was in China, you know, and, and, and the Chinese were getting it and it spread out through through uh you know through other countries italy got hit pretty hard and then uh basically you know we had we we had uh, black people thinking that we couldn't get it you know i I think i was one of those people that was just like you know where where the black numbers at i i'm not i ain't gonna flex i was like where the black numbers at or where the racial you know numbers at because you know they were it, it was it was becoming a problem but you know for me i gotta see my people with it for me to feel like you know it's just that's just how i am and i i mean and i know there's a lot of people that were like that too so um you know but you know it's as time has gone on you know of course it was inevitable that you know because it was human to human um it was being transmitted from human to human and you know later on we found out it's, it's being transmitted through the air as well you know uh it seems like we have people that are getting closer and closer to us that are being impacted and affected by uh, this virus. And um, today we have a, a special guest with us today that uh, actually uh, has is going through and, and it, you know, was positive for uh, for the coronavirus. Mikhail, would you like to introduce uh, our guest? Yeah, there? I mean, uh, so, you know, you talk about, you know, it's getting closer and closer. Well, this is about as close as you can get it. It's family to me. So, uh, but I didn't know at the time until I saw him make a post on social media that he was positive for it and I actually been hospitalized, like went through the whole experience and it just, it knocked me on my ass because, you know, like you initially, I was like, oh, well, you know, we ain't got nothing to worry about. That ain't got nothing to do with us. You I know, mean, until you see it. <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> and my ignorance was knocked the fuck out. So it was... You know, it, I was I was so happy to to hear that he was fine, or at least had recovered and was home with his family where he belonged. And uh, he's actually back to work. He works in the essential areas uh, that were um, maintained. Uh, just found it out uh, during this whole period. So, uh, this is my brother. It's Kenneth Kendrick. Um, we can bleep it out if you want your whole day, man. But right now, just. <laughs> Oh no, you're good. Just, I, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure you know that I honor the fact that you're here, bro. And uh, so let's just start from the top. Let's. Uh, what was what was the first sign that something was going on? Um, well, before I begin, before I begin, I definitely want to say thank you to both of you for having me on. I really do appreciate the opportunity. Um, but as far as my sign initially, yeah. um, I really felt 
like a, just a normal cold, a normal cold with a fever. And I still remember it like it was yesterday, um, March 10th to be exact. I woke up and I just was not feeling my best. And, you know, at the time I didn't think to check my temperature, but, you know, making the mistake like a lot of, you know, former athletes thinking that we can go to the gym and sweat it out. Probably the worst decision that I possibly could have made during this whole process, knowing what I know now. But, you know, just I felt I literally felt my body crash when I was in the gym. Uh, not only did I feel my temperature rising, which is going to be kind of a contradiction, but I felt that. But in the same breath, I felt my body almost feeling like it was freezing cold. And that means you got super. If you've ever the particular the gym I attend, it's like a boot camp style, a very very popular gym, not just Atlanta but nationwide. Um, boot camp style, they're known to have their heat eighty five plus degrees. So me being cold after a workout was not normal. And I just remember telling, you know, another brother of ours, bro, I'm not feeling good. I need to get out of here. And I ran home and got immediately under the bed. From that point on, from the sweat, the fever, um, I think the next morning when I finally checked it, it got up to 104. So from March 10th to March 16th, which was the day I was actually admitted to the hospital, I was running a fever. That would not break. 104. Um, I went, I saw my primary. Yes, that's the highest we got. I saw my primary care on the 13th. And... You know, we still taking the Tylenol. He prescribed a um, some other medic medicines, which you know we thought it was gonna work. He tested me for the flu at the at that thought process. At that time, we had no no inkling that it could have been COVID twenty nineteen. So the test was not done. Not to mention, he didn't even have the test available. That's a whole yeah, other yeah. situation That's that caused frustration later on. And you know, again, the fever wouldn't break. Um, Literally in my sleep, you would have, I, I was sweating as if I had run five miles. Um, it was disgusting to say the least. Not you know, not I'm in recovery, but at mm -hmm. the moment it was scary. Um, but me thinking I was scared then was nothing compared to what I was about to face. Um, starting on March 16th, the whole process of you know being hospitalized, not knowing um, what was going to happen. Um, I mean. It's, it was rough. It was rough. Not only was it rough, you know, finding out, it felt like my body, every time, every new, every news that I was receiving, everything was just getting more devastating from, hey, we're going to test you from, you know, for COVID-19 to I'm literally sitting in the waiting room on the 16th with my wife thinking that, okay, we're going to do the test. We're going to go back home and just, you know, rest up. No, mm -hmm. they brought me to the back, did the test exam. The doctor literally said, oh my God, this looks horrible. Okay. What does that mean? What? So they literally took me to my room and just said, Mr. Kendrick, you're not going home. All right. So my first thought, well, you know, let me go see my wife and let her know but she won't be worried. Yeah. You know, sir, you, you can't see anyone. So it, you know, and well, you're literally taken into custody. Yeah. Like, li yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. And I, I believe two hours later, you know, no one had communicated with my wife, me being you know, irresponsible, I guess I call it now. My phone was dead, so I couldn't call her. She literally had to just walk, roam the hospital, and she walks in the room, 
And as she walks in, you know, I can hear someone fussing, saying, no, you can't go in there, you can't go in there. And that's when it was explained that I was in the infectious disease unit and they're going to treat me as if I'm positive for corona. I mean, yeah, coronavirus, right. COVID-19. Right. So from that day forward, the next eight days, I did spend in the hospital. I still had a fever. Uh, March 16th was a, was a Monday. The fever finally broke on that Thursday. And the deal that the doctor told me was that if we can see your fever stay consistently where it needs to be for 48 hours, we will let you go home. But um, that process leading up to the fever breaking, um, afraid, um, nervous, really just afraid to go to sleep was, um, yeah. I mean, all I could do was just contact my wife, brother, my mom. We cried and prayed because the more and more doctors and nurses spoke to me about it and me watching the news, seeing how this yeah. thing is progressively getting fast. Yeah. Um, it was unbelievable. So, um, so you, you didn't even want to sleep because you were scared you were going to wake up. No, I, I did not sleep. The first day and a half, I literally walked wall to wall, uh, FaceTiming my twin brother and whoever else was up. Anybody who, if I had their number and, you know, from church to immediate family, I mean, my kid, honestly, I would have FaceTimed you. <laughs> had, I, had, had I? I ain't got no assholes. Honestly, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> at the time, you know, being ignorant at the moment, you know, you, you know, you're not knowing how serious it is. So it's kind of a like, you know, you don't want to tell everybody because you don't want to have them worry. And that's where that that's actually a battle I face. Uh, my wife and I talk about it now because she disagrees with how I handle things. But, you know, it got to a point where they would not allow my mom or my wife to come see me. I mean, that unit was completely on lockdown. So. Me asking my wife, hey, you know, can you at least just bring me a smoothie from Smoothie King? I don't even like Smoothie King. In my mind, it was literally, I need someone close to me just to feel their presence. Yeah, the connection. Yeah, just to. Yeah. And the fact that I could not have that, um, it destroyed me internally. It really did. Um, So they could not come. I was alone the whole time. But. I struggle with that, and even now I'm in recovery. But that's my biggest struggle when I hear about other people who's going through. So, so let me ask you. So let me back up for a second. So you're in the unit, the infectious disease unit, and it's not. Is it you in an isolated room, or can you see other patients? Can y'all talk to each other, or like what's the contact like there? Uh, there's there's no contact. Um, I'm in I'm in an isolated room. Um, all I had was a TV and, um, my own bathroom, um, with the sink in it. So the mm-hmm. sink was for, you know, washing up, but of course you have to have the EKG. One of the biggest things that every day, I think I was asking my nurse, now, please take a shower. Now, please take a shower. And I couldn't even t- take a shower. Couldn't even take a shower. So imagine you trying to get, you know, your fever to break, your fever is running from 101 to 104 and this medicine including with the mixed with the Tylenol is forcing you to do nothing but sweat yeah so in my mind it was disgusting but you know I, I went through the process uh, I'm very 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 humble blessed 
very thankful to uh, be where I am now, especially yes, having an understanding that everyone isn't making making it through this thing. I mean, can I talk to you about the the anxiety about all of that? Like, cause that that would put me in a very like I, you, you know how like they say like rats can't stay in a room they'll lose it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like for me, yeah. I that that would make me go crazy. I think I, that's just how I feel. I think I would. I I think that would be harder for me than the fever. I don't know. It's just the fact that no. you can't see anybody you love, you can't touch anybody. I don't know what I. What, um, no, you're you're you are exactly right. I struggle with that majorly. I mean, you know, me finally speaking out about it. The first thing people said, well, what about FaceTime? What about FaceTime? No, first off, you know, I just reunited with you know, I, I was just reunited with my girls, my my daughters. Um, when I was released, I had to wait another 21 days before I could even see them. Oh my! God. I still had to self isolate at home, and we did it the right way. I wasn't around my wife. And, you know, I sent my kids to my mom and my wife's mother. So I literally did not see them. Uh, FaceTime was not enough for me. Um, I'm used to hugging my kids every morning, my God. every night, praying with them every night. And y'all know. It's all right. It's, it's cool, man. It's all right. Hold on. It was a struggle. I feel that, though. So. 100%. Yeah, me too. Like, I can't imagine. That's hard. What is, so we're going to give you a second. Wow. We're going to kind of like, kind of talk about it. So at this point, we, there's been a switch in the conversation about the disparities uh, with the treatment of COVID-19 uh, and also the mortality rate for COVID-19. Um, and it just seems like every day we're seeing a prominent uh, African-American succumbing uh, to this disease. Uh, we just had a, a, another young brother at 40, 43 years old was uh, on the zoning commission for DeKalb County yep. and and uh, passed yep. away. Um, I mean, I think about in our fraternity, uh, the brother in Detroit was a prominent figure there. Yep. It just we've seems lost, like it's... We've lost quite a few. We've lost quite a few. Yeah, I, I want to say, I can't remember the chapter. Uh, I think it's in Louisiana, lost two brothers literally back to back like their bossless and another brother that was a, a major community leader and it we cannot act like this is not impacting us in a way and i and i say this to say it just seems like there's some of us that are taking it serious and then on the other side of it you see i mean like there, there's still this belief that it won't impact them and that that part to me is what's the most dangerous thing because you're still if 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 most of us are staying at home, and the few that still think this is a joke, it's a hope, you are the the greatest risk. Yeah, and to everyone exactly. And and what 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 I've noticed from 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 other people who've said that they've had the disease, it's not something that they've been familiar with at all. You know. It's you know it, we grow up we've had fevers we've had colds something lot some people have had the flu but it's like literally from the experience that you're telling me and I've heard another experience as well it's like nothing that you've experienced before and that I think that's why it's more important to just stay your ass at home you know yes 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, asshole. Yeah. That's gonna be the new hashtag. You know, honestly, I I apologize about that, y'all. I, I do. I still struggle when I talk about my kids in that moment. That's the word. That's that's my. Oh, no, there's nothing to apologize. There's nothing to apologize about that. Look, I'm tearing up thinking about being in your position. Like, yo, you talking? You talking to dads right now? Yeah, man. That is my weak point. Anybody, anytime I ask me about the kids and I did not see it, I struggle. But, you know, honestly, what you were just saying, at this point, knowing what we know, seeing what we have seen, I mean, I think I would assume that everyone has had someone close to them at this point who has been affected. Whether it be a, you know, it doesn't have to be a family member. It could be a church member, right. a family sorority member. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, there is someone in your circle who knows someone who's affected by it. So at this point, I just don't believe ignorance is no excuse. I really don't. Right. I just don't believe. And, and Sam, you asked me about my mindset and the anxiety going through it. Um, I was reaching my breaking point while in the hospital. Um, I was getting frustrated with the nurses. I mean, I, I know I was I became rude. I know I did. And I, I eventually on my last day, I apologized to all of them. Because I was in unfamiliar territory. Um, I'm praying. I'm doing, you know, going back to my basics, uh, relying on my faith. Um, and I honestly, I just began to have some doubt. And, yeah, I just got rude, mean. Um, thank God for family and friends. I, I, I kid you not. They, they kept me during that moment. And, you know, even, some even stayed up late at night. Mm -hmm. But. I was reaching my I was reaching my breaking point and just kind of fast forwarding all the, I, I really call and check up on my friends who are in the medical field. I really do believe when yeah. this is all said and done, whenever we all gonna need some type of counseling when this is over. We all are. Um oh one more thing. You asked about the and being in the room. Yes, my kid, I was isolated, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I could not see the other patient, but I would always ask the nurses how the other patient's doing. That's just me. I'm a, I'm a caring person wanting to know how they're doing. Although I could not see them, one of the most memorable moments I cannot get out of my head, I was able to hear. There were times because I could not sleep, I would turn the TV off and just listen. And even now when people are ignorant on social media, I always tell people, you know, I would pay. Not for you to see a COVID-19 or a coronavirus patient, but I would pay for someone to allow you on that floor, in that unit, and just listen. Listen to the struggling coughs, the vomit, Sheesh. the yelling, the crying. This thing is so real. I'm telling you, the shortness of breath that people talk about when they have the pneumonia built up in their lungs, mm -hmm. the only way you can catch that breath sometimes, well, for me, I can only speak to myself. The only way I was able to catch my breath sometimes, I had to force myself to cough literally all night, which eventually led to me vomiting just to get air. Unreal. Yeah, I heard, I've heard that before. Wow. Unreal. So, v vomiting just so you can get air. Dude, this, this shit sounds scary. Like, were you scared? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ain't no way around it. Jeez. Oh. I mean, it, I mean, it's it's just. I, I mean, 
Never, I've never been. There. I mean, the only thing I can think relate to that is an asthma attack. Because when I, I I had an asthma attack a couple times, and that's what I remember. Like I just was scared, and not being able to breathe is probably the scariest thing in the world. And you know, it's just something we take for granted because we do it all day long. But the the minute you can't breathe, you know, every all all these thoughts start to go through your head, right? Right, right. We we need our people uh, to really take this thing serious. We really do. Um, literally, have you had some ignorant I, conversations? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but have you had like? Because I, I talked to a friend, and one thing she was saying was, you know, oh, my family was saying it's a hoax, or I had people that told me that, you know, oh, that they, they it's a false, it's a false positive. You got people saying, oh, there's a five G. There's the, you know, it's it's all these these theories that, you know, we come up with to kind of, I think, make ourselves feel like this ain't real or whatever, or is making it less real than what it is. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, have you talked to anybody that, you know, is in that realm, operating in that realm? Yes, I have. Um, I had no, I'll be honest, I had no intentions on ever speaking about this. Um, I was actually convinced and motivated by another brother of ours, uh, comedian Steve Brown. Um, mm-hmm. He allowed me on one, you know, one of his Instagram shows to talk about it. And I received so many direct messages, many positive, but also many just complete, just ignorant. And I will say this initially, I was, I was shocked at the ignorant statements of people not thinking it was real, people People told me, they was like, I didn't think that it was real. I was in these, and this is how they would say, I was in these Rona streets. That's how people said it. And, you know, I would, again, tell my story. Uh, of course, people would always ask me about what were my symptoms, but I always tell people everybody's symptoms are different. Because um, I'm sure there are people who also went in March 16th who are still there, um, who I constantly pray for every day. But um, I, this thing, I'm not even sure if I answered your question. My my mind is racing. Just no, I was just saying, like, if you it, have you interacted with any non-believers and like, what was what is that like? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, you know, people that just think that you know, oh, it's not real. This is just the media, right? It's the media. You know, it's like, I mean, right. but people are dying for real. Like, and you talk to nurses and doctors, like I tell people, you don't have no nurse friends. Everybody has a nurse friend, right? Like you don't have a yeah. doctor friend, like call them, ask them about it because any of them will tell you, Hey man, what I'm seeing at this hospital is scary. Right. It, it doesn't have to be the doctor nurse. It can be the, the environment. The tech. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> the tech, the environmental somebody, somebody, you yep. know, yeah, I, I've had several interactions. I'm still having interactions with people. I will say many of the non-believers who thought this thing was real, some of them have come around, and there are others who just say that I'm just going to let God work. Okay. And there's others who just, I don't know if they're influenced by their peers, uh, mm. but I, I can, at this point, I can only tell my story. Um, I let people know how serious it is and I continue to motivate, especially the ones who, you know, who are unsure on what to do. Stay home. Yeah. Stay home. That's it. Well, I, you know, before we, before we started recording, that leads me to this question. Like, how is it? Cause you're in the essential work uh, force. How was it returning to work? 
like you you're in recovery how do your employee how do your peers treat you um do they try to stay keep a distance or they like i know we're still doing six feet but are they how are they interacting with you now versus before all this happened how has it changed um me prior to this i was a very personal person um so i'm being cautious as far as making sure that i'm six feet away from everyone but we of course you know we have those who treating it like it's the cooties whatever but um Mm. when i first came back which monday was my first day um it was kind of weird um and it was only weird to the point where i expect certain things from certain people but some of the leadership team um i did not expect that so um i'm just adjusting to my new norm i understand that people are ignorant to this COVID 19 and how it's you know going to be when they are around me right. but right now i mean according to my doctor my body's my body is actually well equipped to fight it a little different so you time. got the antibodies yeah you got the antibodies yeah yeah, yeah. as a matter of fact um you know i'm i need to plan to donate my plasma soon right um, but for the most part i'm good i'm still in recovery um, I'm feeling good. I'm back working out. One of the things I'm really dealing with now, which my doctor did tell me um, and my nurse, that I will continue to deal with probably about another month is major fatigue. And that's only due to the stress that my lungs went under dealing yeah. with the pneumonia. So um, it'll be long. I'm feeling bro. good. It'll be long. Yeah. You, if you, I had a, a respiratory issue and and was hospitalized and the recovery period, like just from that, like I can't even jump rope like I used to jump rope. Like, like wow. it impacts everything from how you walk to how you uh, to sex. Like it just impacts everything, <laughs> bro. Like it's, oh, God. It's, it's, it's the craziest shit ever. So just from a respiratory experience, I can tell you that, you know, it's good that you're working out. Um, I couldn't, my workout was, I could only do a third of the weights that I used to do. Yeah, my strength is gone. Yeah, it's gone. And it's like, it's the craziest thing. Like, like you, you got the same arm, but it ain't, yep. it can't lift. Yeah. <laughs> so At it's kind of crazy. It's the craziest shit ever. Sam, you about to say something? Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what, because, because now you're recovering, what, what do you think about just like understanding your health? Like, what, you know, I think that if you were in in worse health, your condition would have been worse for, based on what everything everybody is saying. And so my question to you is like, how does that make you change your view about your health? I've um, I've completely changed my perspective on a lot of things. Um, I take nothing for granted. Um, I must say, you know, my, my primary doctor um, called me every day to check on me. That's and I, I, one of the things I've always desired and I really appreciate it. I tell everybody I have, a, you know, my doctor is a black man. Um, I just, I knew that he would take a invested interest on me, you know, mm-hmm. as a man, as a black man. So he right. would call and ask me, you know, how I'm doing, check up on me. But when it was all over, you know, we talked and he sat me down. He said, you know, and I don't even consider myself to be in the best health. I, it's something I've actually been working on, but Occasionally, I'll backslide to my sweet tooth ways. Um, yeah, he bro. told me, he said, you know, if you weren't in the standing that you're in, you know, that saved your life. He told me that. Yeah. And 
it broke me, but he was so serious. So coming out of this, um, I've completely changed, you know, the way I do things. I've changed my eating to a more clean lifestyle. Um, as of now, I have not, and I'm not saying it's bad, but I've just chosen not to um, eat, you know, anything other than fish right now. And I, I say that because anyone who knows me knows I was a huge meat eater, especially beef. Yeah. I mean, I probably ate a steak once, maybe twice a, a week. I mean, I was really bad. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm definitely eating cleaner. I've lost 26 pounds uh, since that time. Wow. And I'm, I'm really taking my health serious, especially I've always said since speaking about it, um, this journey at this point. Um, is so much bigger than me. Um, again, we have people who are really battling. Um, even since I've been out, I've lost someone close to me to this fight. And it breaks me. I think my, my uncle just texted me this morning telling me about, I'm sorry, my cousin texted me about another cousin who was just tested positive, who was already struggling in the hospital for a health issue. So you can only imagine where my mind is going. I'm just like, there's no way I'm, you know, I'm praying that she can fight it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be able to speak about it. I'm happy to be here. I'm blessed. Um, but I also understand that we have a ways to go as a people in one on how we're fighting it. Um, and how we're looking out for one another, because I just think that is irresponsible, reckless, selfish for, us to still not be taking this thing serious, not practicing social distancing. Um, I'm a, I can't go into my rant because I, I get real frustrated. But it's an yeah, yeah, you at work. I don't want to get frustrated. Yeah. So this thing is, you know, it, it's crazy. I literally, you know, my mom and I, we're taking it serious. I haven't seen my twin brother in Two months, I know man. over a month. Yeah, I saw yeah, my I'm mom sorry. for the first time yesterday. I was like, wow. screw it. I'm going to go drive surprise her and I, I didn't hug her i couldn't touch her i parked on the street and told her to come to the door we waved blue kisses i drove off that's, all that's not normal yeah that is that, not normal it brought it it brought that, me comfort so let me ask this question as, we, as, as we're trying to as we're starting to wrap it up let me ask you a question have you done contact tracing have you kind of figured out where you might have come in contact with this uh, this um, disease. It it comes down to one or two places. Uh, my routine is very very set: um, work, gym, and home. Um, mm. I definitely didn't catch it at home. I did not gotcha. catch it at home. Um, I be where I felt my body crash was the gym. I'm not saying I caught it in the gym. But that's where I felt my body crash. Um, now, have work, you been, a, I mean, been made aware of anybody else in work or in the gym that has unfortunately? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I have, I have. And what's you know what's ironic about that is every, some people want to keep that a secret, which is yeah, they don't not yeah, they don't want to deal with the stigma. You know, there's some you know want to keep that a secret. It's is it's just like it's a virus that nobody right. knows anything about. It's like ah, you know, nobody wants people to treat them differently because I, because of anything. So I I have begged people to come on, you know, different things, whether it be IG live, Facebook live, 
and let's talk about it. It's okay. I promise you. Once you get it out, you would they would be amazed on how it's received. And so, yeah, I mean, one of the things I definitely did out of respect to my peers who I was around, when I found out I was positive, I made sure, regardless on how it was perceived towards, you know, anyone, I did make a call to each individual, letting them know I was tested positive and now I, I, I need them to get tested positive. I mean, I'm sorry. I need them to go yeah, get tested need them to go and get tested. make sure they were good. I felt right. that that was the socially responsible thing to do. Yes, sir. But I also want to make people aware everyone's not doing that. That's true. That's true. And everyone, you know, doesn't have that common courtesy. And which is a whole nother reason why we need to be practicing social distancing. Yes, sir. So, I, I think to, to wrap, is there anything else that you, you've been, been burning that you'd like to get out there and make sure that people know outside of what you already said? I, I will continue to just beg people to take this thing serious. Please take it serious. It is um, it is as real as it gets. And I would actually be open to anyone feeling free to message me uh, if I had to leave my number. I, Go ahead. I give, give me your information. Give me your IG or yeah, whatever. My, yeah, whatever. My, 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 IG, my IG information is kkendrick underscore three, the number three. K-K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K underscore three. My Facebook handle, Kenneth Kendrick is my name. Um, what else? If you need, I mean, email Kenneth D. Kendrick at Gmail. Kenneth D. Kendrick at Gmail.com. But anyone, I promise, I mean, I respond to every message about this. Well, look, Kenneth, we definitely appreciate you for coming on, man. You definitely have shed some light for me on the situation. I ain't going no damn way. I don't care what they say. You convinced me. Yeah, I, 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 I'm convinced, man. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I lost you. No, you're fine. Yeah, okay. But but yeah, what I'm saying is, you know, we just we okay, appreciate I mean. we appreciate you for coming on the show. Um and and definitely look, you're you're welcome anytime you want to come back. We're 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 more than happy to have you. Uh if you guys want to contact Kendra, he's already giving you his information. You can contact us. We can put you in contact with them as well. Mikhail, you got anything? Uh, nah, bro. I'm just glad to see you, bro. We glad you're here. We're glad you're here, dog. We're glad. Glad to see that, you. That's you know, yes. yeah, that's you know, like, God Almighty. Yes. I mean, I, Stay blessed. I, we'll, we'll be talking. Yes, we'll sir. Got to work. Right. I, I appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a good day. All right. Take I, care, bro. If you if you like what you hear, like, subscribe, share, send this to send this to everybody that you know. Contact us on You Good Bruh Podcast IG and Facebook, YG Bruh Podcast on Twitter, You Good Bruh Podcast at gmail.com. Um you. and uh <laughs> I, I'm Sam Dupe and I am good with this disease. Hey, I'm, I'm tell Mikhail and I am good and stay my ass at home. I know, right? I'll see y'all on the other side. We'll talk later. Bye.